0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Well, good day to you, friends. This is Brad Zockel on the Heaven Tour and I surely hope that we're able to be together for a number of podcasts and you were able to get some answers to questions about heaven, about the end times, about God the Father, about what Jesus will be doing with us in heaven and how he can help us here on earth, and all of these different things when we think about what life is going to be like for us a thousand years from now a million earth years from now. What's it going to be like? And that's the reason for the heaven tour. I'm the director of Zulon International Bible Institute, and this year, this coming calendar year, there's going to be a great emphasis on getting the word out about heaven as to learning from the Bible, the scriptures that will help us understand these different things about the end times. And so if you're driving right now, and I don't expect you to take notes, but if you're able to, If you'll write down some of these Bible references so you know this is not just my opinion, but that we can go to the Scripture and be assured. So we're going to be talking today about the coming of Christ, about when Jesus comes back, and we are talking about the opening of the floodgates of the end times. Now you're going to see a couple of times when we talk about Jesus coming. His first coming we read about in the Gospels. The four Gospels are the biographical books of Jesus. Now, that's his first coming. It was predicted in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 that the Messiah would come to Bethlehem, and so he did. In Matthew and in the book of Luke, we read about this one coming, this Messiah, this one God with us. That's what the word Emmanuel is. And he will be known by the name of Jesus, Iesus in the Greek language, Yeshua in the Hebrew language. That's Jesus' first coming. Then you have his second coming, which is found in Revelation chapter 19. After the battle of Armageddon, Jesus will then come down in fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 14 and walk through the gate in fulfillment of Ezekiel chapter 44, when it says the one going through the gate that is now opened In the eastern gate, which you know is sealed right now, when it opens up, the Deliverer will go through. Jesus will then reign on earth, that's his second coming. Now there's another time when Jesus comes to meet up, and that's known as the harpazo in the Greek. All right, That's going to be known as the rapture, is the term in the church. The early church used the Latin term, and it came out to be rapture. But the Greek word is harpazo, and that means a forceful snatching away. Well, the big question is, when is this supposed to happen? I mean, you have people talking about the Red Heifer Prophecy. Uh, There is right now in uh, the uh, Middle East, there is an introduction of a Messiah by uh, the Jewish, uh, the the certain Jewish uh, groupings will say that they have found the Messiah. Uh, You have others talking about a building of a third temple. And then we have people that will call me and ask for my uh, opinion about the Euphrates drying up. Well, before I get into any speculation, let's just talk about this. Do we see signs that Jesus could be coming soon? Yes. But that doesn't mean that that forces the issue. We want to be careful before we start getting too bold, as many people have in different social media. Uh, You will see them talking about, well, Christ has to come back within this frame of days or this month, definitely within this year, things along that line. Well, let's be careful, and let's talk about this. Whenever we see the talk about Jesus coming back, what we will find out is there's a populace that will say, oh, well, maybe I'd better straighten up, because if he comes within that time. And then, as we see through history, when that alleged time passes, the collective body of the world relaxes and says, well, I guess I can go back to being what I wanted to be. And so there's the lack. When we hang to the calendar, we forget the Christ. And we see one example. There are a number of examples in the Scripture, but I want to hold to the Scripture and show you. So if you would mark this down, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're talking about the Judgment Day coming up. And Paul says this to the Thessalonican church. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, We do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So the principle here in the second verse is that it's not going to be predicted. You are not going to know when he's going to come. I don't know how much clearer we can make this. He will not announce his coming, then come. He will come as a thief in the night, as a matter of fact, it will catch people off guard. The next verse says, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. Now, you brothers and sisters are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. So the one principle we see here is to always be ready. But another one comes out. We start trying to put the calendar dates and times. The people that I know that will hold to that seem to be beholden more to the calendar than to the Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, when? Well, here it is, like a thief in the night. Mark 13, verse 32, only the Father knows. The next verse says, so you need to be ready. Only the Father knows when this is going to happen. We see that we should not be concerned with a date and time in the first verse there in 1 Thessalonians. Uh, Back in 1688, we had There was a prophecy by a man by the name of John Napier who said, well, definitely Christ will come back in 1700. And you and I know that didn't happen. Then we had Cotton Mather predicting that the Lord would be coming. And I think he made his prediction about 1697 when he said it would be within a handful of years that uh, Jesus would come back. We go over to 1988. There was a man by the name of Chen of a group called the True Way, who actually said in March 25th of 1988, Jesus would come back and show his authority and also that Chen was part of the authority because he's going to come meet with Chen as he's about to go and bring about the apocalyptic endings through, believe it or not, Channel 18. He's going to get on national TV on Channel 18 and make his announcement. Well, you can imagine the humiliation of not seeing this come through, and that's why you don't know the name of Chen. Then we had, in 1988, there was a book written, uh, 88 Reasons Why Jesus Will Come in 1988. Of course, he didn't come within that window that was predicted by the author, so he tried to revise it and say, the next year, 89 Reasons Why Jesus Will Come in 1989. And of course, no publisher would touch that because the initial uh, publisher was so embarrassed by this huge, huge mistake you also had Harold Camping in the 1990s, I think it was about 1992, who made a prophecy that Christ would come back, and the humiliation was so much that many people believe that he died within a very short time afterward. He was so mortified before the international stage that this was not true. See, we don't need to bother with the calendar. We need to concentrate on the Christ. It says, we're children of the light, verse 5 of 1 Thessalonians 5 we are to be alert. We're children of the day, verse 8. And what that means is, if we are giving the true message, you see, when I listen very carefully, my friends. When I ascend to the podium or to the pulpit and I'm asked to speak at an area, or if I'm at a coffee shop meeting or a college and career meeting uh, with uh, students and such, you know what I take with me? I take my Bible. I don't take a calendar. I don't take a stopwatch. I take the scripture. This is very important. I don't talk about the calendar. I talk about the Christ. I don't look at the hour. I talk about heaven. I look at the Father. We don't go into uh, uh, timelines. All right? We talk about people's need for salvation and the joy of getting there and how to get there. And that's the one thing I would like to emphasize with you. The scripture talks about this, that we should be ready at all times. As a matter of fact, what does it say in Revelation chapter 1? The opening verses, read this and heed this, because the time coming will be sudden. When you look at verse 1 and verse 3, it'll say the time is at hand, the time is short, and the Greek words there mean it will come speedily, it will come suddenly, and when it is, it will not stop. And so let's not worry about the calendar. Let's learn more about the Christ, how to glorify his name, how to share the need for salvation to all people. Let them know, and let's talk about that and make that the emphasis of our ministry. Could we do that? But if you're asking right now, does the Bible tell us? I mean, it seems like the times are are short. Yeah, okay, we do see symptoms, of a world that needs uh, deliverance. Romans chapter 8, 19 through 22 says creation is actually groaning, so it has been for a while. But the one thing we need to do is to preach, and as it says in Luke 19, occupy till I come, which means do the things that Jesus would want us to do, which is to share salvation that He offers and let people know, as it says in John chapter 14, verse 6, that He is the way. No man comes to the Father but by him. But this is a gift, as it says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Okay, all right. We'll get back to some more studies here, but I wanted you to know that it's a very, very important point. Thank you so much, my friends. This is Brad on the Heaven Tours. We're talking about different things in heaven, and I'm with Zulon International Bible Institute. If you are able to see your way to helping us out, the ministry is reaching two people through different of the different social media, and to uh, different lessons, uh, online classes around the world and around the United States, here domestically and internationally. We're reaching people, and if you are able to help, if you will go to our website, our parent website is Zulon.org, X-U-L-O-N.org, X-U-L-O-N.org, and you will see a place where you can learn about us, and if you see the way to be able to donate to our ministry, well, then you remember that we are a 501c3. Your gift is tax-deductible, and it would be most appreciated. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zaka. We'll continue our talk about the end times and about heaven in our next podcast. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.